Hello, and welcome to the Pragmatic Live podcast series, where we tackle the biggest challenges facing today's product management, product marketing, and other market and data-driven professionals with some of the best minds in the industry. I'm Rebecca Calajaris, Vice President of Sales and Marketing at Pragmatic Institute, and your host for this episode. Today, we are joined by Jim Semick, founder and chief strategist of Product Plan, a software that helps thousands of product leaders develop and share beautiful strategic product roadmaps. Jim is passionate about all things product and entrepreneurial, and he's a well-known speaker, a writer in the field, and we are thrilled to have him back on today. Welcome, Jim. Great. Thank you, Rebecca. It's great to be here. I'm excited to be on the podcast with you. Excellent. Now, Jim, I know every year at Product Plan, you guys put do an, a, a survey, sort of the state of the union in terms of product planning and product roadmaps in the industry, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. we've been uh, uh, conducting this survey for about four, four plus years now. And uh, every year, the, the survey results become better and, and more incisive. Awesome. And I know that roadmaps are just, I mean, there's something as a product manager that you're always thinking about, Wayne, what is my plan for the near term? What is my plan for the long term? So I just thought it would be great if we could dig into some of the trends that you're seeing and the best practices um, and share kind of those insights with our audience. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do that. Um, well, I could tell you a little bit about uh, product plan and a little bit about the, um, the people that we survey, the product managers that we survey. Would that be a great place to start? That would be great. Give us all some context for the results we're going to hear. Yeah, absolutely. So product plan has been around since 2013. We develop product roadmap software. Um, we also have features that help with product prioritization and, um, and features like that that help product managers decide what to build and also to be able to communicate their strategy. And as a result, we're able to interact with thousands of product managers across companies around the world in all different vertical markets, in all industries. And so we, we're in a unique position where we have um, the access to a lot of uh, leading edge product managers and the way that they're doing road mapping, the way that they're conducting their planning, the way that they're interacting within their organizations to help sell the strategy. And this last year, uh, we conducted a survey and uh, had over 1,300 product managers in all different industries giving us insights into their planning and prioritization methods, how they plan, how they communicate. And um, we're really excited to share, uh, to share those results. And people can download their own copy um, of the, um, the survey by going to productplan.com. And I can cover some of the report highlights um, and um, we can make this a conversation, whichever way you want to go, Rebecca. You know what? Let's talk about, let's talk through some of the highlights, right? I think one of the things that I really like about the way you guys think about roadmaps and the way you talk about roadmaps is it's not just an asset at the end, right? It really is the embodiment of the strategy and building the roadmap is part of how you define and share the strategy. And I think that that is really how people should think of that at, in sort of an elevated spot. It's not just the document at the end. It is what is my product, where is it going, and why is it going there? Exactly. Yeah. And you know, product management is so challenging and, and anyone listening to the podcast that is a product manager that's living it day to day, you know that you have, you know, a thousand different items to be working on at any given time. You're being pulled in all these different directions. Um, and so as a result, 
planning and prioritization, um, it often takes a backseat to putting out fires. Um, and so what we found in our latest survey is that about a third of product managers say that their, their biggest product management challenge is planning and prioritizing. Um, and it's really getting the time to be able to do effective planning and prioritizing versus um, some of the uh, ad hoc uh, decisions that that we make, especially if we're in planning meetings and there's a loud voice in the room. And so getting ahead of it and doing more long-term strategic planning is an ongoing challenge for PMs. So let's dig right into that sort of planning and prioritizing, because I do think it's such a big challenge. How um, did your survey uncover typical ways people were using to prioritize methods that they use in prioritization? Yeah, yeah, we actually uh, asked that survey and uh, or asked that as a survey question. And um, uh, the way that um, product managers, I'm looking for the, the results right now, and um, the way that they prioritize is uh, using a variety of methods and I'm so I'm I'm looking at the report right now, and we didn't actually ask the the, the question about which method that you use, um, but we um, based on our experience, uh, product managers use um, often a, a, a weighted scoring model um, to do their uh, at least their uh, some sort of quantitative prioritization, um, and then they layer in qualitative customer interviews and so on to help with those final decisions. So often product managers will use some sort of a uh, effort versus cost or value versus cost uh, uh, scoring framework. Um, and, and that is where you pit, uh, you take different opportunities that you have and then weigh it on a, a matrix of uh, items that are low effort but high customer value, those obviously get prioritized as, um, as low-hanging fruit. And then there are some higher effort items that have higher customer value that, that you wind up prioritizing. So product managers tend to think in that framework prior, uh, um, um, when, they're, when they're having their prioritization uh, meetings and then they layer in uh, qualitative customer insights in order to make those final decisions. And there are a whole variety of different ways to prioritize and different, um, different models. For example, RICE, um, I also mentioned the, the weighted scoring model. That's one way of doing it. So there are a variety of, of ways to do it, but ultimately um, product managers tend to prioritize using this value versus effort framework. Well, and I think there is the art and science and the negotiation skills of prioritization, right? There's you want an unbiased way of viewing. There's also a little bit of knowing your market enough to know what might need a bolster. And then, of course, there's uh, all the loud voices of customers and other sort of stakeholders. And how do you balance that all out? Exactly. And then there are... Uh, there are the long-term strategic objectives for the for the organization, so that fits into it um, really well. And um, a, a lot of um, PMs really understand the need to have that long-term strategic uh, vision when they're prioritizing. But unfortunately, you know, we're we're all pulled into this trap where we're on a customer call, and the customer is saying, "I really need." you know, this particular feature, for example, especially if you're in, you know, B2B software. And uh, so that's really difficult to resist that, especially when you have someone who is, you know, um, 
you know, where they're, de they're, de they're depending on you to deliver a particular feature or maybe a deal um, it rides on delivering a certain feature, yet you have the long-term vision that maybe that isn't the highest priority. So it's an, it's an ongoing challenge for PMs. So in that, that, you know, you're so focused on the today, but you know you need to, to go look at long-term, what, what range of time do most of the roadmaps that in your survey or, or that you, people that you work with, how long are their roadmaps looking out? Yeah, we've, um, over time, we've noticed that um, the, the duration of the roadmap is reducing. Um, what we found is that most PMs, um, around 30% of PMs, um, have a roadmap timeframe between four and six months. So um, if, you, if you add all this together with, with PMs that maybe have a roadmap of a month or two to three months, you're talking about around 50% of, um, of PMs are planning six months or less into the future. And I think that's a really, um, that's a great trend that we're seeing. Um, so the, the days of having these long-term uh, roadmaps of a year or two years out, you know, I think that um, people are realizing, especially in this age of agile software development, that, you know, those, those roadmaps that you're planning 12, 24 months out, those are a work of fiction. There's <laughs> no way that you can either predict what you're, what you're going to be uh, working on or delivering. And, and more importantly, you know, market conditions change, competition changes. Um, you know, your, your view of what is valuable to customers changes over time. And so that has to be revisited really often. So I'm, I'm glad to see that these roadmap timeframes are reducing. Well, and that it's an interesting point too. Again, we are agile markets change, competition changes at such a, a high rate these days in technology. So how frequently are people updating their roadmaps? Yeah, they're updating them really quite often. Um, in an ideal world, um, your at least your prioritization um, is something that you're looking at daily or weekly. Um, now the roadmap itself and what you communicate out um, can, you know, can be, can be longer, um, but what we're saying is that 69% uh, of product teams are updating the roadmap either monthly or weekly. Um, oh wow! Yeah, so that's that's fairly often, and that's um, you know I think that's a great trend. Um, some PMs that we speak with at Product Plan are updating those roadmaps almost daily. Um, uh, at least one of the roadmaps in their portfolio. So um, you know some road, some PMs will be responsible for a couple of different roadmaps. And, and, you know, as they meet with their engineering teams, those priorities are changing. But I think that's another great point to maybe dive in on is the sort of multiple roadmaps, because I can see, and you're looking at the details with your development team, you'd have change at a very high rate, but obviously you don't want to change your sort of story and vision that you're sharing with the market on a weekly, daily basis. So let's talk about how they're balancing those and the different roadmap types that you're seeing organizations and, and product teams build. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. You bring up a great point that in a lot of organizations, there is not just one single roadmap. Um, what we're seeing is that um, product managers create different views of the roadmap um, based on uh, who their audience is. So the executive team, for example, needs a different view of the roadmap and maybe a different duration than the engineering team. So the engineering team might be more short term, it might be more granular. Um, and the 
Um, and, and maybe there are certain things that aren't important for the engineering team to see in order to, to you know, to understand where they're headed um, in the next few sprints. But the management team needs that longer term perspective. They need to understand the, the longer term themes that a product manager has and how that ties into um, uh, the strategic vision for the company and for the product. So, so you, so PMs will actually create different versions of the, the, that roadmap depending on the audience. And, um, and then of course, some of our customers share out the roadmap with their customers. Um, and that yet needs to be another view of the roadmap. And maybe there are certain things you don't want to, you know, promise to your customers and, and show them in the roadmap. So, um, so that's what we're seeing as a, as a trend, which is, you know, kind of getting the right roadmap for the right audience. Well, and I think it's it's interesting because one of the things in your report that surprised me at first was that it said the vast majority of product managers spend between one and five hours per week managing the roadmap. Mm-hmm. And not that they wouldn't want to, I was surprised they were able to, but I also think that part of that is the frequency at which we have to change today and the number of roadmaps and thinking of roadmaps both as long-term vision and shorter-term plans with development, then that makes, um, I think, a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, um, and we're seeing this, we are seeing a trend of spending more time on the roadmap. And, and what, they're, what they're spending their time on isn't necessarily building the roadmap. It's not, you know, putting nice boxes onto a, a presentation. It's really about, you know, it's about scoping. It's about um, having these conversations with the engineering team, having the, com- the prioritization conversations with executives and stakeholders. Um, and that's part of roadmapping as well. Um, and, you know, of course, gathering the information, prioritizing, um, that's, that's part of this roadmapping um, uh, time as well. And so what we found is, you know, there um, only about 10% of product managers say that the most time consuming part of road mapping is editing the roadmap, right? That's not the, that's not the big, the big thing. And the highest value that a product manager can bring is in planning and communicating what they're mm. going to be building. So um, let's talk a little bit about the tools people use to build their roadmap. No doubt, I know the preference for tools uh, for you and the automation <laughs> software, but uh, how popular are some of the product roadmap software being used? How many people are still relying on spreadsheets or the dreaded uh, Microsoft projects to manage their their roadmaps? Yeah, yeah. Well, we uh, obviously we've um, seen a trend towards more PMs using more dedicated roadmapping and planning software solutions. Um, over the last you know, four years or so, I think the, the PMs are becoming more and more aware of these, um, these tools and software products to help them with their, in their job. Um, and, and, um, but by and large, the, the, the number one um, tool that, that PMs use are presentation software like like PowerPoint and spreadsheets um, and so on. So those are still very much in use. And, and uh, what we've seen is that some PMs will adopt a, um, a solution, a product management solution, and then still supplement it with, um, uh, with spreadsheets uh, for additional information. And of course, our mission at Product Plan is to, is to displace uh, Excel spreadsheets and, you know, and Google Sheets altogether because we feel like they're such 
uh, better tools out there for PMs to to do their job. But still, you know, by and large, um, it's presentation software and spreadsheets. So, a it's always a noble goal in life to try to replace Excel and Google Sheets in my. <laughs> this is a long-term aspiration (laughs) right um but i also think that when you use the right tools you um the that presentation layer becomes more integrated with the whole process and less of that add-on you have to do at the end which does enable you to make it more fluid and to have different views because you're not having to sort of manually manipulate all of those things uh, at which point it's you just run out of time so i think the right tool can really help not just with the presentation, but also with the planning. Absolutely. Yeah. And PMs don't need to be spending their time manipulating spreadsheets and PowerPoint presentations. They need to be engaged with stakeholders having conversations. Yes. Um, so how satisfied are people with their road mapping process? How much, where is, is there a lot of angst or pain points that you hear in this area or overall is that, um, what parts are satisfying, what parts are frustrating? Yeah, yeah. I think um, uh, people are generally happy. Um, What we found in our survey is that um, uh, happiness goes up as you use dedicated roadmap software, and um, and and it tends to go down as you as you move into standard project management software, and then you move into spreadsheets, and you move into presentation software. The the um, satisfaction of that planning process actually reduces. so, yeah, so, uh, so what we found, and, and you know, I'll, I'll be completely transparent that many of the people, not everyone, but many of the people, the PMs who completed the survey are product plan customers. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we're able to um, tap into our base as well as, you know, through other methods, getting a lot of other PMs who aren't part of our ecosystem to, um, and, and maybe using other, other products that we would consider to be competitive. Um, so I think we do get a pretty broad um, range of people um, uh, completing the survey, um, but there are, there is a there is a percentage that are product plan customers. And, and I suppose that that probably does have a maybe uh, it shows an even higher level of people using roadmap and software than there might be in the actual uh, marketplace. I think that's 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 probably true. Yes. Yeah. So what other big sort of trends in terms of roadmaps are you seeing these days, whether in your survey or just from working with all your different clients? Yeah, we've, we've noticed over the last couple of years there's a, uh, a, a nice movement towards uh, objective-based roadmaps or roadmaps that uh, are theme-based or maybe have some sort of North Star metric as part of it. Um, and um, product managers uh, are slowly moving away from time-based roadmaps, um, or they're creating roadmaps that have a time-based element for one audience, such as executives, and then they have more of a, a Kanban-style roadmap or a list view-style roadmap uh, for a different audience. Um, so they might be using, um, you know, actually creating these different style roadmaps uh, based on the audience. But, you know, what we found is that even even if they even if they have a roadmap that contains no timeframes um, and is just showing the prioritization of what they're planning, um, executives still need a, a timeline-based roadmap. They still ask for, what are we doing in Q3 and Q4? Um, and that's that tends to be the way that they think. 
it's hard not to have. I mean, I, I get while the, the dates are an issue, right? Because they're, they look like promises and there's so many changes and pieces, but it also is hard to plan the whole organization around if there isn't some level of clarity on timing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so we, we think that that, that, way of communicating the roadmap at least by quarter for example that's here to that's here to stay for quite a while yes uh, and, and again the this that's particularly important for things that are sooner when we get further out those can be a, a little more nebulous um but the idea of sort of featureless and moving towards objectives i think or uh, in pragmatic we would talk about what problems are we solving i think is a really smart way too of keeping people focused on the problem and not the specific solution that can allow us to be more fluid and to leverage new technologies and new skill sets internally to address that problem in the right way at that time. Yeah, absolutely. If you, if your roadmap is based around problems or it's based around, um, you know, that North star metric that I was talking about now you, you, you're, your battle with the stakeholders in order to convince them that your strategy is the right, the right approach, it's, it's not as difficult um, because you, you can answer why you're, you're, you're doing something, why you're proposing a certain feature. Um, and you know, roadmaps really shouldn't be this you know, hodgepodge of, of, of features thrown together onto this roadmap. There needs to be some, uh, uh, theme around why you're doing each one of these items. Um, and, 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 uh, the PM needs to be able to communicate what you're not doing as well, because, you know, we all know that, you know, we, we can be building a hundred different things, but we need to choose maybe five or 10, right? So the other 90 or 95 items aren't going to get, aren't going to get built, uh, at least not yet. And so a PM needs to be able to communicate that. Why aren't we doing these things? And so that's where, you know, uh, an OKR-based roadmap or a, um, you know, roadmap that's objective-based or theme-based um, or problem-based uh, makes so much more sense. It makes it easier for a PM to do their job. No, I, I, I totally see how the, the industry, well, how that makes sense for organizations as they're trying to stay sort of on top of the competition and on top of the market. Um, Anything else that you're seeing in roadmaps or uh, that's either common or maybe something that used to be common that isn't occurring as often? Yeah, I, th I think that um, PMs are sharing their roadmaps out more frequently. Mm -hmm. uh, they're, they're becoming more transparent. Um, it used to be that, you know, the roadmap was this artifact, right, that was, that was created and then shared among the executive team. And now we're seeing a trend towards... Um, sharing your roadmap and sometimes even the live, this living roadmap that changes weekly um, with sales and marketing, with the engineering team especially. Um, and, um, and so it's not just you know, uh, restricted anymore to executives. It's now being shared much more broadly across the organization. And I think that's a fantastic trend. Oh, I think that is great. I, and I also think the more people in the organization who have a clear view of where we're heading, the better. So that's exciting. Yeah. Jim, we talked about a ton of different stuff and we will, I definitely encourage people to download the roadmap from productplan.com. I will also put a link, um, whichever link you want to put, I will put into the description here to make people 
find it because I think it's really, really interesting. And I think roadmaps are so important part of enveloping and uh, sort of the whole strategy and being able to show that you have a plan and communicate that plan effectively to get buy-in. Uh, there's nothing, there's few things as important as that that we do. Yeah, definitely. And, and um, product managers uh, can download the report at productplan.com slash survey and they can get a free copy and see where they stand. Awesome. All right. Uh, anything else you want to leave our audience with as they're thinking about their roadmaps? You know, it's that time of year where you're thinking definitely <laughs> end of year yeah. planning and budgeting. Anything you yeah. want to leave it, leave them thinking? Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, you know, I, I advocate communicating really often with your stakeholders and not just simply um, delivering to them what you think is this final roadmap. The roadmap really should be a conversation. And so if you're starting to plan for 2020, um, now is the time to be conducting those meetings with your stakeholders and, and getting alignment around what the different options are and, and soliciting, soliciting feedback and educating them on the strategic goals that you're, that you're shooting for and, and helping educate them about what's going to deliver real customer value. Thank you, Jim, for joining us today. It was great to have you on and hopefully you'll come back and join us again. Yeah, thank you, Rebecca. It was great to be here. All right. Okay, that does it for today's episode. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And don't forget to join us next week when we tackle another great topic designed to help you elevate your product, your company, and your career.